Hello, Joanna. Hello, Nate. And hello to all of you. Thank you very much for listening. We are stranger than. We talk about a variety of things. And today, we'll be talking about Gobekli Tepe. So, get in, losers. We're going to Turkey. That's right. You know, we should have done this around Thanksgiving. I just realized when I said Turkey. We should have. (laughs) Oh, well. That's just... That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it is, I guess. We'll have to think of something even more turkey-ish for Thanksgiving time. Yes, perhaps more of a poultry nature and less of a country nature. (laughs) Gobekli Tepe, have you heard of that before? Uh, I had just a little bit for a while had it on the list because my brother-in-law, Brian, had brought it up to me. Oh, okay, yeah. He told me about it, and I was like, holy shit, really? Pretty crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Jericho is a pretty old city. We talked about it before. Have we? I never remember. We, we talked, talked about, about it before. in the Christmas cow episode. Oh, the Christmas cow. There have been over 20 settlements uncovered here, the oldest dating back to 9000 BCE. These settlements occurred pretty much one right after the other, so this location has been inhabited by humans for roughly 11,000 years. Isn't it what's known as like the cradle of civilization, that whole area? Yeah, the Fertile Crescent, cradle the of civilization is why they call it that. Fertile Crescent. Yes. The first culture to inhabit this area that we are aware of is called the Natufian culture. These folks were mostly sedentary, which means they lived in one place. This is uncommon for the time because agriculture hadn't yet been invented. We're still a ways from it. Oh, yeah. Point in fact. It's also in this culture that the first evidence of domestic dogs is found. The people of this culture lived in small wood and brush houses or, or hide tent-like dwellings in settlements of 100 to 150. No evidence of mud brick is found during this time. Mud brick is a building material made out of mud, sand, and water mixed with like corn husks and straw or some other kind of solid stringy thing to keep it all together. The mixture is formed into cubes and allowed to dry in the sun or as technology advanced, Fire it in a variety of ways. Mud brick is seen as early as 7000 BCE and is used mainly in places that don't have abundant sources of timber, as wood is much easier to use. And it probably smells much better than the hide tents. I can only imagine. Oh, I'm fucking sure, yeah. And imagine all the fleas and the. Ugh. Yeah, I'm sure you got that regardless of where you're yeah, living. Yeah, I just, mean, life was pretty. Pretty filthy time. Yeah. yeah, but at least you didn't have the stench of animal hides yeah this area the jericho area is pretty much the most technologically advanced place around though not far behind are places in india and china and even possibly in north and south america and australia though colonialism did a pretty good job of erasing lots of that history from memory because we're not even in the part where we have written history no at this point no at a location in turkey In 1995, a German archaeologist, Klaus Schmidt, Schmidt. and Schmidt, and Klaus Schmidt, that's a very, it's a good German name. Yes. He and five of his colleagues uncovered megaliths and stone pillars. Did you know that the University of Chicago had surveyed that site like 20 years before? It had been previously researched or it 
been combed over in 1963 right. by anthropologists. I meant 1963, sorry. From the University <laughs> of Chicago and Istanbul. Yes. And they thought it to be a medieval tomb, like the giant stone pillars were grave markers. They thought it was a Byzantine graveyard. Mm-hmm. There's tons of those things around there. The Byzantine Empire was the Eastern Roman Empire, whose capital was Constantinople. And we all know for the song that that is now Istanbul. You know the song, right? I don't. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, okay. That would explain the silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's they might be giants. I got nothing. All right, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm sure some of our listeners have heard that song before. I'm not going to sing it, however. Yeah, please don't. The megaliths have ended up being the world's oldest yet discovered. They are huge T-shaped pillars that were placed in circles. In addition, there are about 200 smaller pillars that make up 20 circles. Each of the smaller pillars weigh about 10 tons and stand 20 feet, or 6 meters, tall, and sit in a hole hewn into the bedrock. Later, builders added more pillars, smaller still, that were inside of rectangle rooms that had floors of polished lime. The pillars are a work of art in of themselves. Each one is carved with all manners of animals, scorpions and lions, among many more. These are the big ones, not the smaller ones. Yeah, they're very... It's amazing to see them. It really... It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I would be impressed at somebody doing that in today's time. Yeah, yeah. Much less at a point in life where we hadn't even figured out how to make a clay bowl. Exactly. This was the pre-pottery. Yeah. Neolithic era. This is some old school shit. It is some very, very old school shit. It's believed that this area was inhabited until 8000 BCE when it was filled in with soil and abandoned. This sort of abandonment is not something done in haste. This area in Turkey, by the way, is Gobekli Tepe. And I was going to say the term megalithic refers to something from the like the Stone Age that was made out of rock. giant rock. Yeah. Yeah. Carved out of giant rock, built up with giant rocks. Giant rocks. Giant rocks. Megalithic. Many kind of animal bones have been found at this site. All wild animals. Yes, all what would be considered a wild animal. Yep, gazelle was about 60% of the bones, but they also found some wild boar, wild sheep, and red deer. Yeah, the wild sheep was kind of like, whoa, wild sheep, huh? Yeah, right. they hadn't been domesticated. This is way before we actually domesticated animals This is before agriculture. Yes. Crazy. Very crazy, and it's one of the things that kind of makes this stand out and gives people a lot of maybe like some of the fringe theories on on why this is. Because for the longest time, the accepted formula has been that while we were hunter gatherers, we didn't gather in an, in a large enough group, and we didn't think enough about our origins to build something like this because that's basically what it's thought of is that it's a place of worship, yeah, yeah, nobody actually lived there as far as well, I mean, they haven't found evidence that anyone's not lived yet, there, yeah, not yet, a lot of it hasn't been excavated still. that's yeah, that's definitely the truth. The number of wild animal remains found in the area suggests that the inhabitants hadn't developed farming or figured out how animal domestication worked yet. Yes. Besides, you know, maybe dogs. But still, the evidence of dogs, of domesticated dogs, was 
7000 BCE and so this is this is before that. Yep. It's before Stonehenge, it's way before the pyramids. It's way before all of that shit. Evidence of both animal domestication and farming were found in the area immediately surrounding Gobleke Tepe for a thousand years following its construction. And evidence of the oldest strain of domesticated wheat has been found at a village site 20 miles away, 32 kilometers, and about 75 miles away, 120 kilometers, is Mount Karaka, where icorn wheat still grows. This is the type of wheat found domesticated at the village near Gobekli Tepe, and the common ancestor of at least 68 different types of common used cereals today. Wow. The evidence points at the development of agriculture at this village around 9500 BCE, 500 years after the construction of Gobekli Tepe began. For a site like this to be built, it would require a ton of people. The pillars are huge. Right, they were carved directly into the rocks themselves, so they have these giant deposits of rock, and they carved it out of the rock and then hauled it out of there over to their, into the place. Or they pulled it into the place and then carved it, like carved the shapes, of the, the pictures on it and stuff. I did see some where, some things where it's like, you could see the thing actually carved out like within the rock. Yeah. Like it was part of a bigger rock and they just took a big, huge chunk of it. Kind of like taking a block of clay and carving a sculpture out of the clay. All of the people needed to build this would need food and they'd need water and they'd need well, a reason to do it. The reason to do it pretty easy. I mean, Religion is a pretty good way of getting people to do stuff. Right. And as I said earlier, that was the. That's what's assumed to be correct about. The way it happened, because once you had a steady food source, then you had more time to sit and think because you weren't as nomadic and you weren't just like, oh, I got to get food every day and stay alive. And that basically consumes my whole existence. Yes. Yeah, we didn't have time for religion. Yeah, you didn't have time for anything. Although we don't really know, I mean, it's, we believe it's a holy site, or to loosely term it a temple, but we don't really know what that means. We don't know really what their religion was. We don't know really what they did there. I mean, maybe it was an ancient university of sorts. It's really hard to tell what exactly it was. All we know is that, point in fact didn't actually have to have farming and agriculture to gather and do this. It's the only one that's that's this old that has been found. We haven't found stuff like this any, anywhere else, essentially. So not this. It's pretty special. Yeah, not this. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. But clearly we were capable of, humans were capable of doing it because, like you said, it started... It was built. It was built yeah. before they started seeing the evidence in, in other places of farming and agriculture, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, this area of Turkey looked quite a bit different back then. Rivers and trees. The trees had fruit. They had nuts. There was animal life. So, I mean, it was the northern edge of the Fertile Crescent. It reaped the benefits of that. It was... Described as a Garden of Eden. There was just tons of shit to eat everywhere. That sounds like a nice place. Sounds like a nice place. 
Imagine like no light pollution. Oh, it would be. Yeah. You would see the stars. You'd see the whole Milky Way. It would be beautiful. For these reasons, food and water would not have been too difficult to come by. Lots of animals, lots of edible plants. So you're not out there. They got there. rivers and shit. You're hunting and gathering, essentially, but you're not out there for days. Yeah, you don't need to. Looking for something. Exactly. To like catch it's, like one thing and then make it back before your family starves. It's all around. Yeah. It also appears that they had channels carved into bedrock that had large slabs over them. That led to large cisterns, and this was to capture rainwater. That's very clever. If this is true, it's possible that the reason that farming had yet to be invented was because it was simply not needed. 12,000 years ago, this huge, human-made structure would have been likely the only one of its kind that anyone had ever seen. Hunter-gatherers weren't really known for their architecture, as they were nomadic. They followed the seasons by way of following their faunal prey. In most of history, it's not until humans are able to figure out ways to keep a surplus of food that they begin building these megalithic structures, or really anything of much permanence. Well after the invention of farming and animal domestication, we see the structures like Stonehenge, which are believed to have been built as early as 3100 BCE. The Great Pyramid of Giza, which construction began on in 2580 BCE. Or the Temples of Malta, which construction began on in 3600 BCE. Everyone is pretty familiar with Stonehenge and the Pyramid at Giza. But even though this site was considered the oldest until the discovery or rediscovery of Gobekli Tepe, the temples of Malta are a bit more obscure. Malta is an island country south of Sicily that was given its independence from the UK by Queen Elizabeth in 1964. Evidence of human habitation on this island dates back to 5000 BCE. Maltese folk tales tell of giants having built the temples and it appears the worship done was mainly to goddesses. The figures and other art found are obviously female or androgynous, but you don't see any anything that really looks male. So no phalluses and mm. what have you. Well, I'm not opposed to the occasional phallus, but I think it's pretty awesome that they were kind of goddess-oriented. Yeah, definitely. Good for them. Very progressive. Yeah, for 5000 <laughs> BCE. Many archaeologists believe that the people banded together to build Gobekli Tepe and then dispersed throughout the area, which is pretty much the exact opposite of what conventional ideas of this time period are. Yes. It was, and still believed by many, that Stone Age humans learned how to farm and then settled into communities. A site this old suggests that humans got together first and then learned the basics of civilization, whether it was the result of the actual construction of Gobekli Tepe or from whatever went on there later. People in this area learned farming and animal husbandry. Now, those things also weren't just something you learned overnight. I'm sure that throughout walking well, it was around... There. And, I mean, it's been built over 2,000 years. Well, yeah. I mean, like layer upon layer, so it that's It started long... getting built in around 10,000 BCE. Mm -hmm. And then we have the first evidence of domesticated wheat 20 miles away from it. Mm -hmm. in 9500 bce yeah so 500 yeah. years 500 after years it began after. being construction mm -hmm. constructed is when we figured out clearly we were capable of of doing it just that's just wasn't wasn't the accepted theory for a long long time yeah whatever went on here went on well before writing was invented and that happened in mesopotamia right around 3200 bce 
So that's like what, like 5,000 years ish? Yes. There's more time between Gobekli Tepe and writing than between writing and us. Yeah. Like Kinda today. Like, <laughs> like the Egyptians, too. Exactly. It's crazy. So far, no signs of this place being inhabited permanently have been found. No farms, no Stuff. recognizable, like permanent residences, and no trash depositories. Trash is always like a big thing. Maybe this it's place very was in useful information in archaeology. And it's possible since they did bury this place when they left it that they took all their shit with them. And that's why we haven't really found very much in the way of tools. I still think that you can bring everything. People would have left something behind, but it's also hasn't been excavated even oh close yeah to, they're not even close to like fully excavating not even that's there oh yeah there we have yeah lots more to excavate perhaps this place was more of a temporary stopping point for whatever was going on there or like i said maybe there just wasn't much to be left behind maybe they you know packed out most of what they packed in they did find animal bones there so i'm sure there was some kind of cooking going on well, they would have had to if they were continually building on it. Because oh, yeah. You got it. That takes a long time. You got you you to eat. Something to eat yeah. when you're there. It'd be like working all day with like no lunch runs or cafeteria <laughs> options at work. Yeah, no, you've got few options. It's also possible that because only one of the 22 acre compound has been excavated, archaeologists just haven't found the place where people lived yet. 22 acres is a, is a chunk of land. That's pretty large. One of the reasons this is taking so long is that this particular region of Turkey can only be excavated twice a year for two months each, once during the spring and once during the fall. During the summer, it's just too hot to dig, and during the winter, it's all rain all the time. Also, it's a slow process. Oh, yeah, because you it's very meticulous. Everything. Don't want to be breaking up nothing. None of that 1800s archaeology. <laughs> Just come fucking like, I'm an aristocrat. and <laughs> Cracking open mummies in front of everybody. Right. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> the construction of the site has been categorized into three parts. Levels one, two, and three. Level three is the super old shit. This is where the big ass T-shaped pillars are located. Five of these have been so far excavated, and these are called enclosures. Is this the one with, like, the people megaliths? The people megaliths? Mm-hmm. Like, some of them have the beautiful animal, bird, insect carvings, and then some of them have, like, the arms and the hands. Oh, and right, like, right. Uh, well, like I mean, humanoid, those... but not... Those are the smaller ones. Those aren't, I don't believe those are the T-shaped ones. I think they're all T-shaped. It's just smaller T-shapes. I don't think so. But it's the smaller ones that have the, the hands around them that they pointed out that many other cultures also the ones with the have hands that. definitely had the T-shape the because I remember. Okay, that's fine. Regardless, it. they're smaller. I'm just saying it's weird looking. It is weird looking. They're really weird looking. Lots of... Like, no facial features, but like a T-shaped, like, hammer head and, and arms and the belts and hands. It was... And those were interesting. Now, they're saying that the hands being 
over the belly were something that was seen in many other cultures, like the giant statues on Easter Island and and what have you. Maybe People definitely had a thing for big heads. That's for sure. That's yeah, that, is, that is for sure. <laughs> big stones, big heads. Everything had to be big. What are they trying to compensate for? Nothing else. They've got nothing. <laughs> they got rock to work with. What the hell else? What are you going to do? Follow your prey and make giant things out of rocks. The things carved into these stones were carved before humans had invented writing. This makes it very hard to decipher what they mean as we're not working with anything that we have a frame of reference for. Even hieroglyphs, that was that was writing. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, was, that was a form of writing. Yeah. These, but, these are just kind of some random things like the weird tea people and the... I mean, we may as well just be studying insects. an alien civilization, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, level two was built with the was later and built with the smaller T-shaped pillars organized in squarish enclosures, which appear to be some kind of domestic quarters. Although apparently not of any permanence. Well, like maybe old school it was hotels, like, <laughs> right? It was a the times spent there were extended, but not so much that they were actually like living living there. They that have, we know of. I mean, in, maybe they have been. Again, when I went only... to Valley of Fire State Park, they had all these the cave dwellings. Yeah, and there's no water around, like close enough to where they could have actually like lived there. Uh huh. It was clear that they just came in for like a week or two, every now and again, and right did some ceremonies, made some cave burnings, and. But this place, I mean, we we they say that. No one lived here. Yeah. But we've only excavated, again, one out of a expected 22 acres. So to say no one lived here, I think it's a little premature, especially when there was ample water and food all over the place. I think pretty much we haven't seen enough to be able to determine it either way. Oh, yeah, no. Not at all. It could easily be one or the other. There or both. Be, yeah. There could be <laughs> definite like, oh, now we found the burial ground and now we found exactly. the living quarters. They were just 10 acres away and hadn't been dug up yet. Or we could dig the whole thing up and still find the same of what we found have found so far. Very true. Also found are these small rounded structures containing no pillars at all. That, for some reason, scientists are un unable to say chronologically when they were made in relation to the second and third levels. And the first level is just all the shit they found that was like, trashed from the Byzantine uh, era. Let's talk about a couple of the stones, a couple of the pillars. Are we going to talk about the people pillars again? Oh, we're going to talk about the vulture stone. Ooh, the vulture stone. Yeah, I saw that. This is a relief on the western side of what's called Pillar 43 in Enclosure D. The pillar number and enclosure letter are just the address of the pillar. There's a large vulture with its wings extended. Above the front wing is a circle, and in front of that are what appear to be another vulture and a man with a big dick missing <laughs> his head. And the ball is above the wing is supposed to be his head or thought to be his head. Above all of this is what looks like a few caves, and below it, like below the vulture, is a scorpion that appears to be heading up towards them. 
beneath the scorpion looks to me like it could be a lizard watching the scorpion, like a chameleon or some sort of critter like that. It's believed that this scene is what's known as a sky burial. This is when a corpse is left to the elements and scavengers. I believe this is normally done in higher elevations with carrion birds like vultures being the most common the most common scavenger. The scorpion is a creature that is spoken about in many mythologies. Even still some put credence in astrology which stars ah get it stars yeah i get it yeah, scorpio <laughs> as the scorpion as one of its constellations. This was likely the case way back then as well and it's believed that on this pillar the scorpion represents death and or the underworld. Well, see, that just shows that scorpions have just always been awful. True. Like forever. They sting and they they're and they ouch and they pinch and yeah. they look horrifying yeah. and they and they scuttle along. They're just awful. They've been awful to human beings. Like human beings have been repulsed and terrified by them for good reason in my opinion. Since for, the beginning of time. Yeah, for, for quite some time. <laughs> it's like scorpion's not something I'm going to forget. It's like, oh, I'm just going to draw that terrifying, awful thing that comes along and stings the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm going to make connect the stars so they make the shape of that. The head that's above the wing, the circle above the wing. The severed head. Well, it's it's, I guess, a common way of depicting the soul's journey up to the afterlife okay so the floating head yeah okay as previously mentioned there are many animals carved on these stones some believe the animals are representations of constellations and that the vulture stone is a marker for an actual event that occurred on earth these two guys who've been researching gobleki tepe dimitros sikritsis and Martin B. Sweatman used a computer and matched up the vulture stone with constellations throughout history. They specifically matched the main vulture on the pillar to shapes the stars made and landed on three dates using the constellation we call today Cygnus. Cygnus comes the, from the Greek word for swan. It was a Latinized Greek word for swan. Both Isn't a baby birds. swan like a cygnet? I don't know. I could swear that is what they are called. It could well be. Yep. I, I'm i not... Uh, I think it's a signet. We'll take that. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> uh, the margin for error on these dates are plus or minus 250 years. The dates are 4350 BCE, 10,950 BCE, and 18,000 BCE. It should be stressed again that making... Trying to make sense of shit this old is probably mostly impossible. Again, more time has passed between when these things were carved and writing was invented than between when writing was invented and now. Lots of time. That's a lot of time. The Younger Dryas is something I spoke about in the Eye of the Sahara episode. As I mentioned there, it ended around 9700 BCE and is evidenced by an indicator species plant that can exist in cold environments called the Eight Petal Mountain Avens or the Dryas octopetala. Around 12,500 BCE, Earth was coming out of a long ice age called the Older Dryas. This period is called the Elorod Oscillation. In the Northern Hemisphere, this warming was interrupted by the Younger Dryas. It's believed that this was caused by the way melting glacier runoff found its way to wherever it was going, something with melt water affecting salinity in the North Atlantic fucking with how things warmed worldwide, that once the meltwater was absorbed, carried on as normal. 
it just made it so that in the northern hemisphere the ice age forgot to stop there are also those that believe that the younger dryas was caused by an impact from space according to them around 10800 bce a fragment or fragments of a comet slammed into earth and caused the interruption in the northern hemisphere to the overall trend of global warming this is possibly also the cause of the extinction of many megafaunal animals and put a dent in the human population, wiping out or contributing to the wiping out of the Clovis people. There is evidence of comet strikes around this time in Chile, Greenland, and exploding over Canada. And so ex- is a comet the same as an asteroid? Okay, a meteor is when it passes, is when anything from space passes into Earth's atmosphere. So it's an asteroid, a meteoroid, or another space rock. An asteroid is a rock debris left over from the formation of our solar system. So asteroids are giant rocks. And a comet is covered in ice. Is is like a rock covered in ice. Oh, okay. So it's a cold rock. Cold rock. The vulture stone matches the stars around 10,950 BCE, which also matches when there are a few comet strikes that likely would have been visible planet-wide. Maybe the circle of the vulture stone is the comet hurtling towards Earth? It would have been visible for a while before impact. Pillar 66, enclosure H, shows two presumed aurochs, with their tongues hanging out in a manner suggesting that they are dead. Aurochs are European wild cattle extinct since 1627 due to habitat loss, unrestricted hunting, and sickness from domesticated cattle. They are thought to be the ancestor of both European bison and domesticated cattle, and are also the ancestors of zebu cattle from India and southern Asia. There is a large aurochs and a smaller one beneath it. The pillar itself is not whole, so it's unknown what used to be carved above it, and I think the beneath it is still buried. It should be noted that the size difference in the two animals don't seem to indicate that one is juvenile, just that one is larger, almost like they showed the regular-sized one for context. Hmm. In each of the enclosures is a quote-unquote soul hole. Soul hole. Not to be confused with a glory hole. Or a... Or a butthole. Or a mouth hole. Or a mouth hole. God. Like I led I you to you that one. I thought you were going to lead with that. No. I led and you I like... Just, and I just, I just kept waiting for it and finally was like, fine, I'll just fucking say it. That's right. That's right. You tricked me. You psychologically forced me to say mouth hole i did twice god damn it (laughs) such a dick i know (laughs) this is a hole carved into a stone not quite big enough for a person to squeeze through these are thought to have a religious reason behind them hence the snappy name so people didn't go in them because it was you couldn't quite get in them they or maybe you tried and it was just awful and it was some sort of like kids could get through it. They believed it to be like they believed it to be like some sort of symbolic something. thing, like you would put something through the hole and it would be from life into death or like a Well, I can of, see where that's symbolic. Like Yeah. You know, okay. You have to squeeze through the hole, but you can't quite. Well, you through. don't. You uh, they or uh, they don't actually know. I mean, maybe well, yeah, you don't, you don't know. Do. Uh, that's Who why knows? I was saying maybe it was put in some like kind of claustrophobic, like awful. Maybe, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like maybe I, everyone tries to. Okay, and then when I like, say this is hole, the hole. <laughs> I don't mean like a hole that you put stuff in. It's like a hole that's going through something like a foot wide. 
So like it's a soul hole, nevertheless. Right. But it's not a hole you would bury something in. It's not a hole going into the ground. It's a hole going through something that's sticking vertically up from the ground. Mm hmm. Still sounds like possible torture to me. OK, <laughs> maybe it was. The stone in the D enclosure looks out of the complex towards Deneb, which is a star in the Cygnus constellation. It's believed that the people of the time saw this star or constellation as the doorway to the sky world. The Milky Way was believed to be a path that souls would take to the afterlife. This particular constellation sits at a point where the Milky Way forks, you know, that dark point. Barely, because I've hardly even seen like the Milky Way. Yeah, not with my eyes anyway. Uh, the dark point is called the dark rift. Some have put forth that several different astronomical events can have been seen through each of the holes, depending on the time of the year, like an observatory. Okay, so it's like a hole that might have been a telescope. A telescope would suggest that you could actually... Well, that it would magnify something. Yeah, but this is more like... It would isolate you would, it. it would, you would only see that one part. Yeah, so you'd sit in a specific place and it would be all rock, but for the hole, the soul hole... Where you saw whatever, depending upon the time of year, of course. Another seemingly re religious thing that evidence has been found of are skulls being decorated. Three partial skulls have been found that look like they have had symbols carved into them and were also possibly painted. It's wild they think it could be painted. Like, did they find old ass paint chips on it? Right. I mean, or are they just guessing like, oh, maybe they painted them too. Who knows? I couldn't I couldn't find out either way. They definitely think that the notches and stuff in them, though, were done just to the skulls. Yes. And not yes. Apparently the, there's the evidence. <laughs> well, I mean, there is evidence apparently that the people were the, the skulls were purposefully skinned. So it wasn't just, oh, here's an old skull. Let's do some shit to it. Because mm. it seems like that would be easy to do as well. Like you just would have like skulls laying around in that time. Like, I'm not sure. They could have burned their dead. They could have buried their dead. I mean, there was... But if they buried their dead, I feel like it would just be, like, a lot of burying where shit could just, like, come back up again or rather easily. That's just what I'm picturing in my mind. Possibly. Now, if you... Just, like, you, skulls laying around, half if, buried in the ground. <laughs> if you look at what the vulture stone may depict with a sky burial, that could be a thing that they did with a relative frequency. Just took them up someplace high and left them for the vultures. I think they just... In that case, they may well be skulls just laying around. We're very modern in their decorating. They're like, let's paint these skulls. It'll be like Diaz de las Muertas, but... Mm, yeah. Like, let's make some sugar skulls, except way before there's even... Way before sugar skulls. Yeah. It's believed that the people who at one time owned these skulls, who grew them themselves, were special for some reason. Maybe they were venerated. Maybe they were not. And so that's why their skulls got it could yanked. go either way. It really could go I either mean, way. Either you're going to save the skull and paint it up because you revered that person or it's like, yeah, I'm going to take your skull, motherfucker. I'm exactly. I'm going to put some fucking paint on it, hang it on my fucking shelf. My Here's my two temple. chamber pot. Oh, man. <laughs> Gobekli Tepe seems to be a trendsetter. Many it's other trendy. sites. <laughs> yeah, trendy. So trendy. Hashtag Gobekli Tepe. Many other sites that are in the general vicinity of Gobekli Tepe use very similar architecture, including the large T-shaped pillars. I don't find this particularly shocking. Seems to me that those constructing these other sites later on would have been influenced by the ones that came before. <gasps> They're influencers. That's right. 
just like uh, makeup gurus on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know stuff. As far as we know, there wasn't much before Gobekli Tepe. I mean, there was Atlantis and like Lemuria and stuff. But besides that, people actually believe that those that built Gobekli Tepe were survivors from some sort of cataclysm like what may or may not have happened to the place that may or may not have been known as Atlantis. That's right. It's it's a fringe theory, I yeah. guess you would classify it as. Or that it was some other great advanced civilization on its own and the whole comet thing. Which could well have been. Took it out. I, I, I don't, don't buy see, it as much. I, I think there could have been advanced civilizations in the long, long ago that through ice ages and what have you could have just been completely erased. Possibly. But we have found no evidence of it. But well, 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 that's the thing is that we haven't found any evidence at all. With this, there is this structure. And yes, it's not completely excavated. We don't know what we might find yet, but there doesn't seem to be any evidence of some modern civilization living there. The no, the not bones at all. are of wild animals. Yes. Yeah. It would be weird for, to me to think that Gobekli Tepe was home to one of those civilizations and then was wiped out by that that one comet or the pieces of the comet we were talking about. And it left absolutely like no evidence behind of anything like. And it was also I, if it was something that destroyed an entire city and we never even found the damn city or temple at all, that'd be one thing. But. The fact that the city would not being destroyed is actually a pretty good indicator that that yeah well, that, that it wasn't happen. destroyed. Yeah, exactly. I mean they so they they left the comet it on theory, purpose. I'm not really yeah they they left it on purpose. I mean the comet there there was comets back yes, then, there but was. they are also before Gobekli Tepe. But I don't think that Gobekli Tepe was inhabited by some advanced society of people probably that, not that were subsequently wiped out by a comet because there's like no evidence of you that would probably see more comforts and i mean again gobeki tepe was left on purpose yes it, it was, was not purpose. conquered well so, maybe it was conquered but it was it was filled in with sand and yeah. left and that's probably the only reason it's still around is because it was filled in with the sand and left the tops of some of the stones are all fucked up because of um because of farmers and their plows gouging into them and shit. People also believe that it was built by aliens. Oh, of course. <laughs> and that these aliens are actually from the stars, the, the star systems or whatever that the stone, the soul holes point towards. And they came down and for some reason helped out humans or perhaps used us as slaves or something. You could tie this in with the whole thing about the Nephilim and the planet Maldek shit. Oh, God. I don't. Again, if (laughs) this and we haven't we haven't excavated the whole site yet, but I believe if something so advanced that they were able to go into space into different solar systems, I think that maybe they wouldn't have just had some rock ass place to hang out. Yeah. So, and I'm not really buying that either. <laughs> if they're going to build something, it seems like it would just be it wouldn't be. Oh, let's carve these fucking animals on a rock. It just doesn't seem at all like something that they would do. Right. If us as humans found 
some species of chimpanzee or something and we decided not to just decimate them but instead just to to sort of watch what they do you know just observe them i don't think that they would be able to figure out so much what we are yeah and we wouldn't go in there and live in the trees we would bring tents you know we would make more comfortable structures for us so because that's what we're capable of exactly and chimpanzees aren't even thinking about that not yet or maybe they are and we just don't know maybe they're thinking about them right now we're just fancy chimpanzees so we are are just dancing closer and closer to a planet of the apes type situation yes everyone talks about zombie apocalypse what are you gonna do about fucking monkey apocalypse yeah the ape invasion be yeah it could be coming any day now you never know although i do believe that there is more humans than apes that's true but have you seen how bad those things can fuck you up yes they're way stronger than us oh yes even the small ones Mm-hmm. so i can imagine they could really do some damage if they all decided to band together and trying really hard at it there's those movies problem i could see that being a problem <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yes. Now, zombie apes. Now we're all fucked. Oh, yeah. Well, that was pretty much what I had on Gobekli Tepe. You think it was 100% hunter-gatherers? Oh, yeah. Just capable of doing some crazy shit that we just previously didn't think we were capable of doing during that time. Or that we just haven't found yet. That's also possible. But, yeah, I think it's just... Humans doing human shit. I think it's humans doing human shit, too. But I do appreciate the significance of it. I mean, oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's it's absolutely insane. It's crazy. And yeah, it will be interesting to keep seeing the progression because it's it's a World Heritage Site now. So it's being oh, yeah. protected. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, Klaus Schmidt is wanting to not dig up everything. I think he's dead. Is he dead now? I think he's dead. Did he fucking die? I think he died just recently. I think he died a couple of years ago. Oh, well, I think that he had wanted to save some of it for when we developed a better process for excavating. Even though we've got pretty good ones in place, I'd say right now, I'm sure there's room for improvement. And He died July 20th, 2014. Wow. Rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. Good work. Amazing find. (laughs) I think that the people who think all of these giant structures are not made by humans just don't like humans very much and don't think that we're capable of great things. We are capable of great things, but I mean, also we're total garbage. Oh, yeah, we are. Humans are a blight upon the planet, but (laughs) that's the human way. There are some things that are that are great Mm -hmm. and maybe we can be better. Maybe we can. What a great message to what end a great our message. show on. And on that message, please check out our social medias. We're on all of them. You can find us, Stranger Than Podcast. We have a group on Facebook. It's The Strange Space. Come join us. Come join us. We have a Patreon page. It is patreon.com slash Stranger Than Podcast. Patreon is a crowdfunding site. Basically, you just kind of give us a tip for a job well done or whatever. There's several different tiers. $1, $2, and $5. $5 tier will get you an extra episode every month. 
We've done some fun ones. And we'll continue to do fun ones. Check out the podcast syndicate we are a part of, ageofradio.org. There are many other podcasts on there, as well as a bazaar where you can buy some stuff. You can also buy some stuff from us at tpublic.com slash user slash stranger than podcast. And it's greatly appreciated. And thank you for listening as well. Yes. Thank you to our patrons and thank you to all of our listeners as well. Again, we can be bought. So we love our patrons just a little bit more. (laughs) And with that, we'll talk to you next time. And stay strange.